So I've considered myself to be an atheist, but I don't really like calling myself an atheist. And um, I don't know if you've, you've probably heard of Sam Harris. He's done a big sort of like talk about it um, because technically I am an atheist, but I kind of don't like it's more like saying what you don't believe than what you do. It's almost like a negative label because it's just saying to people, it doesn't actually say anything about the, what you do believe. It's just saying what you don't believe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, isn't uh, theism is actually, you can break that word down anyway because agnostic, uh, come, the term derives from the word gnostic, gnosis, which is to know. Yeah. So yes. that's to say that I know there is something else but I kind of don't know what it is which I guess is a little bit arrogant because of course none of us know what the hell's going on but theism is actually when you look at the derivative of the word theism is is I think to be uncertain so it's actually in its etymology and in its kind of root word or how it's supposed to be used is um is much more open We've but it's a big because, word then etymology I don't know what that means is that like definitions uh, that's where root uh, words stem from Okay. Yeah. So um, basically, um, yeah, you're quite right with what you're saying. A lot of people make this mistake because people sort of like, like so there is Gnosticism and there's theism and Gnosticism de deals with what you know. Okay. So, you, so um, basically everyone is agnostic. So, you, and you can be an agnostic atheist. Technically that's what I am. And Christians are agnostic theists because they yes. um, they have the belief, but they don't actually have the knowledge, and that's where faith comes in. So, like, so Gnosticism, yeah, you're right, it's what you actually know, um, and then uh, and theism is about what you believe, and then a theism is a lack of belief in that. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. That's it. And but indeed, people in the yeah modern climate of things, especially in this country, England. Uh, would like to often say I'm atheist, which means I don't believe in anything. But indeed, it's a little bit of a kind of misunderstanding of the word or it's a misuse of it. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, you don't call yourself, you wouldn't introduce yourself as a non-stamp collector or you wouldn't say, <laughs> oh, you wouldn't say, like, I, I, I don't believe in thought. You would say, because what happens is that when you get a lot, I, 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 the reason why I don't like saying I'm an atheist is people because they automatically think, oh, you're a, you're not open-minded, um, you're shut off, you hate God, you, you hate all these things. And it kind of like, before you can actually get into the, the crux of the conversation, you're immediately presented with loads of hurdles you have to jump over when you yes. say you're an atheist. I mean, if we're going to get into labels, there's like, I would say I'm a skeptic again, yeah. but that's also got connotations, but that's more of a way of looking at things. But I would say I'm definitely open-minded. Um, I would even go as far as to say, I want to believe. Um, I say I, I find I can't believe. Um, <laughs> I would say I'm actually I've got actually a church near to me, literally just around the corner from where I live. And even on the Sunday mornings, I can actually hear them playing like Christian rock music, uh, which is Christian rock. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Christian rock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to go to church, and um, the music is terrible. It's like <laughs> it's so that the music is just. It, it's, and I, I, that's not me being judgmental because I'm not religious. It's just like. It just, it just, I've never, there's actually a Christian rock band called Fat Fish, um, check them out, and they, they make some quite good music, um, but anyway, I hear them, and I walk past the church quite a lot, and whenever I walk past it, there's always a part of me which is just like, hmm, like, I wish I could believe again, 
because I used to believe, because I used to actually believe in God. I don't know about yourself, um, but there was a period when I was at university where I actually believed. Like, and I, I, we haven't even defined what we mean by God. Um, well, that, I was straight away going to ask that question because yeah, I mean, okay. God, like, God is obviously uh, a kind of very loaded word. Um, it's, it's vague, isn't it? It's meaningless. It's almost redundant, isn't it? It's like. It's so oh, subjective. To some subjective. people it means this, and to some people it means that. So I don't know. Redundance, maybe not the right right word for it, but um, vague, vague, vague. It's not. It's not like a. It's like when you say a dog or you say um, a phone, you know exactly. There's no. It's an objective, clear meaning. But it's an object, God, and it's it is a physical yeah. thing. I mean, I, I suppose God is uh, very much not a physical thing. Um, oh, definitely. It's yeah. Well, there's no. When people ask me, though, if yeah. uh, if I believe in God, I immediately just ask them to kind of try and define how they would define that word, because I I'm yeah. open minded for sure. Yeah. I yeah. am like you. I kind of would like to believe something. Yeah. I've, you know, not necessarily seen any proof, though. Um, I've seen kind of glimpses into what I might call proof if I've uh, altered yeah. my consciousness slightly. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> um, yeah. Immediately. Uh, you it's, just get the idea that there's something far more mystical than uh, kind of what meets the eye. You kind of look yeah. at things immediately in a different perspective. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Like we, we, we can get into that. But it's funny, though, the, the way that you start the conversation, the several way I do this. So let's say we were talking to a believer. But I find it such a shame because when you say, when you say it, can I can you define what you mean by God immediately? It's like I was talking to this guy. I was following this guy on um, YouTube recently, yeah, and um, so I used to be very, very, I used to, I used to be obsessed with religion. I used to research it loads, and then I kind of like got exhausted by it because I felt like I explored it so much. My opinions were where they were. Still open mind. Mm-hmm. I found this other guy recently. Um, it wasn't Jordan Peterson. It was this other guy who makes videos, and we were talking for ages on Twitter. And I said to him, "Look, I used to believe I don't." And then I, and then we actually spoke on the phone. And as soon as I said, "What do you mean by God?" and all this sort of stuff. He got so angry and he's never spoke to me since. And it's just such oh, a shame dear. because I was like, that's not very Christian. It's like, it's like, it's like, I, 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 it's just, it's just what I think. I'm not trying to change your opinion. It's just like, I, I, I'm being honest with myself. Like, I've got no agenda. Like, I've got no bias. Like, and, um, like, in fact, you're just trying to my, my world, understand it. Right? In fact, it's kind of, my worldview is kind of tragic. It's kind of a tragic atheism. It's like, because, you know, uh, well, a lot of scientists would say the world is, is beautiful anyway, but okay, let's go back to definitions then, because it's quite interesting, because there's, there's good ways to start about it, because, like, you've got theism and you've got deism, okay? Oh, deism, which one's deism? So deism, there's a very subtle difference. Is that um, just if you can't pronounce theism? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm a deist. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Well, de- deism is basically pretty much the same, but after God created everything, he, he fucked off. Oh. So basically, deism is um, there. So there is a. Is that uh, arsehole dad that's just like, well, I ain't going to pay a, any support? Uh, that's interesting because I think there's a, there's a saying like Nietzsche said, someone says, someone says, Freud says God is dad. I think Nietzsche says God, God is dead or something. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, theism, the, so there's, so God in both of these terms is a um, infinite supernatural being that is like omnipresent, omnibenevolent, um, omniscient, um, and is the creator of everything and is infinite and eternal. But the, the, I think the difference between deism and theism is that with deism, 
He's like set the ball rolling. See, he pressed go. He pressed go, and now he's not getting involved. Whereas with theism, God intervenes in reality. Like so, like for instance, like maybe prayer or uh, uh, orchestrating events on earth. That's the, that's what theism is, and theism is very rare. So all the Judeo-Christian religions, are theism, anything. So deism, immediately to me, deism is more logically understandable than theism. And then the logical progression after that is like pantheism. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, which is another one which is quite interesting. Um, See, like, when, when you were describing uh, the definitions there that he's omniscient, uh, yeah. omnipresent, omnibenevolent, yeah. all that, they're all... Uh, some nice big concepts and stuff, but we're not kind of getting any deeper to a definition. Like, oh right, okay. So you, you want to get to a definition? Well, I don't. Um, well, I don't know. I I just. Well, it's, it's subjective. It's kind so of I, impossible, I'm, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm sort of like presenting definitions that are out there. Mm -hmm. um, there's loads of definitions. So like the the sort of like mainstream religions, the Judeo-Christian ones, um, they are all that that is theism. Um, Buddhism and a lot of Asian religions are actually atheistic. I mean, Hinduism is polytheistic, so they believe in lots of gods. Buddhism, actually, some Buddhists do believe in God, but a lot of Buddhists don't. Um, where we've talked about deism, where uh, you know we've already talked about there's poly, there's, sorry, there's pantheism, which is like everything is God, literally the universe is God, which then by default just makes it well, okay, it's just a meaningless phrase because you just might as well just say it's everything. It's almost like irrelevant. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, if you want, what is God? I mean, I would start by saying, okay, it, it, it's it's a word that has evolved into the sort of like um, the, the human minds. And I, I think it's just um, a, a, a concept, a coping mechanism that we've developed, a concept to give us answers to questions that we actually don't know the answer to. We may never know the answer to. The question itself might be pointless. And because the uncertainty of not knowing these answers, dealing with death is actually terrifying. Um, we've evolved this, these concepts um, as coping mechanisms, and it probably works in a lot of ways. I mean, religion can do bad, religion can do good, but this concept of uh, a father figure, uh, life after death, it just, um, it helps some people. Um, yeah, it so does. So the, a, a definition, like of God, I mean, um, I, I, I don't know really. I mean, I don't know if you, you I, I would say it's just, it's an abstract com, uh, an, an abstract umbrella term, uh, a catch-all term for some sort of transcendent supernatural force that is basically a fundamental source that created everything that's always existed. Like that would be some sort of, I mean, so catch-all term. That's it. So like, um... It's a creator. Let's yeah, just say yes. it instead of yeah, like yeah, giving fine. it a gender. <laughs> that's fine. Um, well, don't, don't be sexist. Oh. Meh, meh. And there's yeah, so many so, annoying people that like when they like atheists are like that are really like anal about it and like <laughs> like there's a lot yeah, of yeah. there's a lot of atheists that ask. Well, like, you know, you get Mother Nature, right? So Gaia, maybe that that Gaia. strikes a balance. Yeah. yeah so like, Gaia, the idea of Gaia, uh, in the kind of the planet in itself is. A living organism, right? And maybe yeah, that's yeah. God in itself. And that was that include the universe as well, and the sun, and the moon, and the balance, and the harmony, um, and the blah. I think that's, that's that's like touching into like paganism stuff, isn't it? Like, um... yeah. You see, I kind of sometimes lean more that direction. 
Uh, I, well, in a, you swing I, that way, do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Given that I suppose there's a tangible physical kind of thing going on there that I can understand. Um, but then it's not God, it's just Earth. Well, it's Gaia. It's a kind of different... Okay, okay, okay. I don't know. What do you mean by Gaia then? Like, what what, what is different? What does the word Gaia mean than just saying there's a planet Earth that is a... a, 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 has its, like, um, cycles of life? And, like, what is... What's different about Gaia? You think it has a consciousness? You think it is, like... I don't know. Of okay. course, I guess there's that open-mindedness just immediately. I can't commit to saying anything like, yes, yeah, what no. Would you, when you say God, I mean, what does it mean to you, though? That, yeah, so that the world is an organism in itself. Like, maybe it's not conscious. I don't, but then how do you define consciousness? That we're kind of, well, we this don't is the thing. We're quite to know use, how to do that either. Yeah. The problem is I mean, we're starting to use terms that already have labels. When you use the word organism... And I don't know, the, I can't remember the exact definition, but if you were going to go to like biology, an organism has a specific definition. So by factually, Earth isn't an organism. Like, and consciousness, I mean, that's a whole another uh, entity in itself. Um, like, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, um, consciousness, like we know that consciousness can't exist independent. There's no evidence to believe that it exists outside of physical matter. So brains, you need a flesh, you need a flesh thing. Or some people say plants could have consciousness. There's no like brain, but it's still a physical matter. So yeah, uh, well, it's do you think Earth can think? Do you think it has a so it can make choice conscious choices? Do you think Earth is somehow uh, I think it's reactive. I think it's reactive. I mean, this is something um, that I've been, uh, you know, Michael Pollan, who's uh, he's recently done a book on um, how to change your mind about. No, I've never heard of him. Well, he's a he's a famous author. He's uh, previously written a lot about food, um, okay. about architecture. Um, he's recently written a book now about uh, essentially magic mushrooms and LSD yeah. and all the, yes. the psychedelics out there, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, he's a really well reputed journalist and writer. So uh, the fact that he's kind of getting on board now and uh, writing about these things so open mindedly and doing experiences himself in order to mm-hmm. uh, understand it. It's really quite nice. Uh, I guess he's catching the wave of the psychedelic revolution that's kind of underway at the moment. Yeah. But um, he has written at length in the past about plant consciousness. Okay. Um, in that there are different kind of consciousnesses, if I can pluralise that, out there. Yeah. Okay. In that a cat has different senses to us. And so yeah. its version of reality and thus its consciousness is completely different to us. Okay. The same with plants. They react. They turn their leaves to the sun to aid the photosynthesis. They uh, kick out certain pheromones to scare off animals that might want to eat them. Um, yeah. Okay. So they react. They are conscious to some level. Okay. Um, which I think is really, really fascinating. I mean, yeah, like you say, there's no necessarily, there's not necessarily a brain going on there. Yeah. But there's See, a consciousness that, of, to that, some point. That, that that to me is more about a machine. That has like a code in it, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. I don't. I, I still don't like. So, w- with regards to like God, though, God, the sort of like the idea of God and maybe Earth being 
it's like because earth reacts like for instance it's sensitive to like you know the ecosystem and there's like volcanoes and all stuff like that like um are you implying that like are you implying that there might be something sort of uh supernatural to what like how the earth operates or do, you, or, or do you think like, so you don't think it's just geography or earth science you think that there is i mean because earth is basically my understanding is like you've got like a, 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 a molten core like and then like the, the the crust the mantle is just like very relatively thin mm-hmm. um and then we've got these beings living on it uh, you think that there's something that's sort of like that sort of it, the rock floating in space that's semi sort of like uh, sphere shaped is in itself like do, do you think the sun do you think, so would you apply it to all planets then would you do you think that like there's some sort of consciousness to like other entities as well other sort of objects in the universe yeah potentially if we're getting onto these kind of i mean it's getting seriously woo woo here <laughs> i'm aware of that but um i mean a comparison that i've heard people make before is that our body is made up of thousands of bacteria there's all kinds of things going on um yeah our microbiome in our gut and all these kind of things and we are essentially like a a ridiculous collection of cells which then okay there's a uh a master controller if you like which belongs in our head it's the brain and and that kind of gets it all moving in the same direction that's not the only controller actually actually but like that's true indeed yeah um well they found kind of brain tissue and stuff or not brain tissue but uh, neural yeah. pathways and so on in your, uh, other organs, haven't they? Your heart, I think. Well, I mean, like we're slaves to our stomach as well. I mean, like, yes. just, I mean, yes. we're, we're straying off here now, but it's it's not it's not our it's our whole body. Like our emotions aren't. It's uh, like uh, it, it's a very. I mean, obviously, neuroscience is a whole massive subject, but there's a like. But then it, it's not just the brain, man. We are, and this goes into free will and stuff like that. Our and this of... this is kind of lining up, you see, to how I'd answer your question when you were saying, do you just see the Earth as sections of ge- geography? Um, you see where that comparison is now sort of... I don't, I don't, because for me, what I'm getting back to is, back to the subject of God, there's definitely something supernatural about God. Everything that you're talking about, which is very interesting, I don't see anything supernatural about it. I see just physical systems that yeah. we may that we may not know enough about but touching upon god like i i, I don't see the necessity of, sort of like linking the two together but maybe that's because yeah. i don't understand maybe that's because i don't understand yeah in fairness i might have kind of lost sight of the original <laughs> point no that's fine no no no, no there's I've, I've gone there's, off there's on a... one in, no, in, no. in earnest <laughs> no, no, no no that's fine that's fine but um, I don't know. It's just um, like, have you ever like just so what's what's your general opinion then? As in like more to do with God, let's say. Like, do you some from your background? Have you ever like did you grow up in a religious family? Have you ever uh, believed? Have you ever read any like texts? Have you would you know much about it? Or like, what's your sort of ex- general background and opinion on it sort of thing? Well. How it was taught, I, I have not come from a religious background. Um, my parents are very sort of salt of the earth type people. They're both artists. Um, my dad, my father is a natural history book illustrator. So he's very 
down with his nature and down with the planet and um, its animals and so on. Um, my house has always been full of uh, natural history books, um, books on trees and plants and mushrooms here, and uh, whales, dolphins, etc. Well, yeah, but um, <laughs> kind of in disguise, I suppose. He does, yeah. doesn't, um, you know, he's never done anything sort of typically hippie-ish with his life. Like he's never... Yeah. Does he walk? Take... Uh, he does, yeah. <laughs> he's not a hippie then. No. <laughs> um, but my parents have always been very, very open-minded. Um, okay, that's good. They've had an open mind towards the supernatural uh, way of thinking, and so so have I. Um I've I've had many friends that have come from religious backgrounds and uh yeah I really was not um that impressed with their the way their families kind of led life at times okay yeah, yeah um, sure okay uh it yeah it's quite common actually it's quite yeah it's quite common with yeah so uh, basically with with regards to like I guess we're talking about the supernatural I guess like, yeah yeah maybe god's just a kind of muddied word it's got too too much emotion attached to it constantly it's um it's low it's a loaded word it's got all this baggage that comes with it well the thing like, is for me the, the, i think the word i think the term supernatural is kind of self-refuting um because whether you talk about like people say i was actually having a conversation with my girlfriend about this and it's like talking about say ghosts or stuff like that and she was like she, she believes in ghosts and in the slightest joke i make she gets scared and then she's like oh i know you don't believe i know you don't believe i'm like no i don't believe but it's just like if like that phenomenon did exist and there was some sort of say protoplasm or an entity that we didn't understand that was floating around it's not supernatural because it's in the real world it, it, yeah. it's it, it's natural it's, it's physical almost, to me, in some level well, it, it, so to me, it's like saying, "What? Where is north of the North Pole?" Like the, the supernatural. Th th there is. That's an interesting. Th 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 there is scientific ignorance, and that's all there is. And it's like the scientific method is the. It, it's got its flaws, and humanity is flawed. But currently, that is the best method. And there is like uh, manipulation. There is like conspiracies, but. As a general thing, I believe it's the best way we have of developing our knowledge of the universe. And as time progresses, the um, the pocket which you could sort of lump all supernatural claims into, whether mythology, God, anything, as time's progressing and science is developing and investigating these things, that pocket is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So, like maybe like the Greeks sort of, you know, we could talk about thunder. You know, this is an obvious one. And you could say, oh, yeah, it's Thor throwing it down. But now we know it's to do with, like, electrical discharge and stuff. So what was at one time an observation and ignorance, human beings were interpreting that with our ignorant minds, and we would then assign, like, some supernatural thing to it. But now we realise that that's bullshit. Yes. Um, I see what you're saying. Um, I would say as well that the scientific method is is kind of purely based on on physicality and the the nature of matter so can you weigh it can you measure it some way is it having physical a physical reaction to something it's, it's, it's naturalism yeah it's natural yes yeah, yeah. um but that's what i'm saying but, there is but a, supernatural how? by definition yeah uh surely that's out of that realm anyway because yeah, it's even, super but natural but it's, it is but it's like it's it's almost irrelevant because 
what 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 use does it have to us? Because if it's supernatural, we are never and... going to be able to interact with it. It is it is something. It is like if, for example, people say, "Oh, I can pray. God talks to me." That's not supernatural. That's testable. And like people have tested it, and it doesn't work. Like it's I don't know. I just I just struggle with. Um... Have you seen though that as well? People that pray. Uh, they can they can lower their heart pressure and so on and uh, it can have it, I guess just by the the process of believing it can have massive physical implications oh, definitely. I, I guess a similar uh, to the placebo effect um we are, maybe God is in the mind <laughs> um well, well, I, 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 I'm pretty convinced at this stage it's man-made but yeah no prayer is almost um, a sort of like subset of meditation it's yes. um I think it's, it's a kind of like activity. It, yeah, it's a mantra in a way. You're kind of like, and you, you're almost, is it like a brainwashing yourself? I don't know. But like, again, we're going back to the brain and sort of like the power of belief. And it's like, um, I've got no doubt, like the sincerity of people that make these claims that they've had supernatural experiences and stuff. Um, but You've had some supernatural experiences too, right? Um well, it's funny you say that. I, um, I've had some experiences which, um, at the time, could be seen as supernatural, and but now I don't think they're supernatural. I mean, like, um, I mean, I've had loads, and um, I, I couldn't possibly tell you all of them now, but particularly to do with God and stuff. I mean, I remember. So um, for me, I was brought up in a household where it, I would just say it was non-religious. It wasn't like like militantly atheist, but we didn't go to church. God was never really discussed. It was never a taboo subject, but we just didn't really talk about it. And as a sort of like inquisitive teenager, I started asking questions like, well, why am I here? All this sort of stuff. And um, I was quite maybe naive and um, not very skeptical. Uh, didn't know much about science and stuff. And then I went to university and studied engineering. And in my second year, I li lived in a house of engineers. And there was probably it was six of us and there was four who were Christians. And um at the time, um, I don't think I was very happy. I think I was quite depressed, actually. And um, I kind of, well, I just got involved in it. I, was, I, was, I got interested in it. And um, I, I would say I became a Christian um, for a period of time, less than a year, probably, over six months. And um, I actually believed. So I believed... Um, I hadn't read the entire Bible. I still haven't read all of it. I've read a large percentage of it, but I haven't it's read all work, of it. It's hard work, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've listened to the, the, the Quran on an audio book. I've read a lot of the uh, Bhagavad Gita. I've read a lot of the sort of Buddhist texts. I've read a lot about a lot of religions. But, um, I was, um, but uh, when I was a Christian, uh, so anyway, so this guy, so um, Dan, this guy called Dan, who's a lovely guy, he's a Christian, brought up in a Christian family. He came into my bedroom and he brought the Bible. He came in, and I was—I believe—I wanted—I wanted to believe. He started um, reading. Uh, I think it was Psalm 22 or something. I can't remember what it was. He was reading something to me, and for the first time ever, after reading that and being with him, my depression was instantly gone. And that's not really—that's just one example. That wasn't a supernatural experience, but for me, that was like wow. I was like—I was like wow. I've had an experience, and then I was like, oh, it was this Christian guy, and then. Immediately, I was like, oh, there's something to this. Um, I had, and then like when I started going to church, I can remember feeling overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit, which I just think was 
I believed something and it altered my brain. And I you was found like, yourself a community. No, I found no, there was that as well. But no, I mean, like almost like coming up on drugs. I mean, like an occasion where we were in uh, whatever we were at in a congregation. There was we were maybe singing or and I I felt like it's almost if I when I've done MDMA and I was coming up. I was like, whoa. I was like, oh, it was like really intense. Like I was now, on a drug. Have you ever had that by going to see a live performance? Um, so I have had that seeing a band that I'm really digging and yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the crowd will move at the same time and yeah. we're all moving in the same direction, like both in terms of our heart and physicality. Yeah. Uh, that rush comes through and I think that's just what you're experiencing now or explaining sounds just like finding yourself within something that kind of is really vibrating with you at that time really yeah, resonating right. with you sorry you're right and that's the problem that's the problem with this whole god thing is because well, that's how people can get well these phenomena these phenomenons do happen we do have these experiences but the problem is we peg them to the wrong explanation um i had another experience as well where i was like um it was just, I was walking down the street and this guy just came up to me, a stranger, and started t telling me about that I was a Christian. There was another experience where, like, because I was, I became a Christian, but I was still sinning. So I was, <laughs> still, I was still going out, I was still getting drunk, I was still pulling girls. And after a week of doing that, I felt so depressed. And, like, I didn't know at the time if it was I was depressed because I thought I was sinning or I was just unhappy or maybe I was just taking drinking too much. And I was really at a loose end. And I went to like the Samaritans. I was honestly, I was in a really bad place in, and, and they wouldn't let me in. And they were like, no, no, you need to go. Cause they, and I sat on this bench and then I drove home and I went back to my home, my hometown, which is where I live now. And I was at my mum and dad's house and I was in a room on my own and I was like praying to God. And I had this experience and it's hard to explain. I felt it was a gray, miserable day and it felt like the clouds opened and this beam of light came down and God's hand grabbed me and picked me up. And immediately I just felt peace. And I was just like, it was such a amazing experience. It was so profound. And, and, and I think the reason why I'm saying these experiences is because being intellectually honest, I mean, I've had loads of like ex other like crazy experiences, which like are outside of linked to religion, but sometimes people have these experiences and because they don't understand them or they don't understand like the sort of like failures of the human mind or how we can sort of like, Make, because we're not we're kind of quite dumb as humans like you know um we think oh that was because of that and then you want to believe and then you're like oh it must be god but really you've had some sort of profound experience um but neuroscience or that sort of investigation is probably going to be the explanation for it i don't know yeah yeah i mean like we can certainly do a whole lot with our minds. And I guess since kind of almost the dawn of time, I think, I mean, we've, we've run after this idea of a creator and a deeper meaning and so on. Maybe it is all just tricks that we're kind of, uh, well, it's, we're, asking, we, we're, we, we're we, tying we, our own shoelaces. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I think we're cursed. We're our own worst enemy because like as a species, like all other animals, we are in the present moment. Like, well, I think humans are the only, I think I could be wrong. There might be someone that are aware of death. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, I think, there's I don't know, a lot that... indeed. Yes. So th maybe that's a, quite a good definition of consciousness. Uh, well, as far as we see it anyway, we, we are fearful of our mortality. Yeah. Um, 
we're not just surviving we're looking forward all the time we're looking backward all the time where rarely actually do we live in the moment um that's true that's true but um that's That's where all the glory is found isn't it yeah but i think it's also as well it's like there's um there's a guy there's a lot of people don't well there's a guy called michael Shermer. he's one of a lot of people that are skeptics and it's like when you investigate the human mind and how we make silly mistakes so we're basically we're pattern seeking mammals um so we, we we naturally want to understand things and because we've got this desire and because we make mistakes we can find Patterns. We can dot the I's and cross the T's in wrong ways and we can make mistakes. Um, and that's where that's how I think religious thinking can come about. That's how conspiracy theories can come, because it's better. It, it's so much more. It brings so much more contentment and peace to believe that you understand. You've got OK, I get this. I understand this. I've got instead of actually being unknown, it's uncomfortable not to know. Um, it takes a stronger person, I think, as well to not have answers like we make mistakes like we make errors all the time we've evolved there's there's something called um type one and type two errors and um so uh, back in the savannah a long time back in our evolution we would have been um so basically when we were a bit more primitive um if there would have been a rustle so if we were by a bush yeah. yeah and there was a rustle in the bushes we could we could say like okay um so let, let, let me remember this correctly. There could be a predator in the bushes, okay? I believe there's a predator in there, okay? I'm going to run away, okay? And, like, that's called a type 1 error because there was no predator in the bushes, but you ran away and survived. So that sort of thinking has been an evolutionary advantage because people like that who are a bit sort of like think like that, like, see, it's actually, it's, it, it makes you survive, but then a type two error was like, actually, you're going to, you think it's the wind and it probably is the wind, but if it was a predator, then you're going to get eaten. So I haven't really explained that very well, but it's almost like. So basically type one is like you're being super precautious. Yes, I think so. So that Type might... two, you're a bit like, ah, it'd be all right. Oh. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't, I'm, I, yeah, I can't really, I, I don't know really what the point I'm trying to make is. I just think our brains have maybe evolved into such a way where we read into things we want to see stuff like you know we want you know there's lots of tests where people see um you know you you think you've seen something and you're immediately like oh it's a ghost and really someone just dropped something or like um you see a whip like it's like the whole thing about ufos yeah unidentified flying objects it's under unidentified you don't know what it is you've had an experience you've seen something yeah, yeah. but then people go oh there's it's aliens a UFO. There's, there's, there's aliens from outer space trying to contact with us it's like no it's something has happened you're sincere okay you've had an experience we respect that but then to jump to these conclusions of it's because of this this and this that's where we're making the mistake yeah i mean so jumping to conclusions as well so i i having had a few psychedelic experiences in my time only mild ones actually at this stage you naughty boy oh we're not friends anymore i think it's a it's a i'm a good <laughs> it's made me good. Well, father, I was good father, anyway. But it's... Does Father Michael say you're a good boy? Father Michael. Mm. Sorry, I was sure. like I was, I, was, I, was making like an, I was. I was making like I had some inappropriate thoughts. Sorry about you being a good boy. Anyway, let's move on from that. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I've had a few psychedelic experiences in my time. Now, yeah. I have heard people suggest that all well, 
many, if not all, of religious experiences as written in the holy books out there may well have originated from a psychedelic experience of some kind. Now, the thing about the burning bush, isn't there? The thing yeah, about the burning bush. He was tripping or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It could be well acacia, uh, which mm-hmm. has got DMT in it, and and so on. But I mean, it's stand. I, I think that's quite a logical uh, possibility, actually. That that these um, these experiences of uh, really quite uh, what was the word supernatural activity happening and so on could well be. Uh, have its origins in um, the psychedelic experience, um, be that from consuming uh, a mushroom or something, or be it on purpose or by accident, or if someone's starving um, yeah. and they're run down, etc. Yeah, um, but it's all so, in the brain, though, isn't it? Are you saying it's there is something going on outside of the brain, or are you saying it's still all in the brain? I'm just getting it back to religion and the origins, I suppose, of. Uh, the yeah. idea of God or gods and the supernatural now. Oh, so you think it's actually predominantly dominated by, you think that there's a big influence on um, people consuming certain plants and in past they've had these profound experiences and people are continuing to have them. And maybe because they didn't understand it at the time, they tried to understand it. And that's where scripture came from. It, yeah, it, was, some... it, was, the, it was the first attempt at science. It was the first attempt at science. It was also perhaps the first attempt at um, trying to wrap our heads around the idea of where we were coming from. And doesn't that doesn't that disprove God though? Because if you can say like, oh yeah, okay, so I can go I, I, as an atheist myself, I can still go into a cave and shut myself off, or I can go on a retreat and I can meditate and I can meditate. I mean, I've, I've meditated before and I accidentally had a full blown, I had a, a full body orgasm, like no lie. And I can tell you about that. And, and so all these sort of like crazy experiences that you can have, if you're having them outside of a religious context or completely, um, God is even in the question. It's just you having an experience. Yeah. Whether it's all yeah. at a concert, whether it's taking a drug, whether it's taking a psychedelic and having an experience where you feel connected with everyone, does that not imply that actually there's a lot we have to learn about the human mind? And actually these concepts that we tried to understand before from ignorance are really actually kind of redundant, although it helps a lot of people and it gives people structure and community and contentment. But in the actual truth to it is it's actually uh, bullshit. <laughs> Naive, like, maybe. Like, I mean, what I'm <laughs> suggesting is that yeah. that maybe the consumption of such psychedelics or, yeah. or psychedelic experiences might be the yeah. origins of the idea of God, because you are suddenly seeing something that was not there before. Yeah, you are. It's 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 spiritual. It feels super deep. It's um, it's altered your consciousness. It feels like nothing else you've ever experienced. It looks like nothing else you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. You can suddenly see sound and hear light and it, yeah. all these, you know, synesthesia. Synesthesia. Yes, there you go. <laughs> no, it's interesting. I've never really thought about it that much. And it's interesting because, I mean, this is a whole other thing about psychedelics is because like, and it's even going back to the whole Gaia thing. There are these plants that have evolved that have these chemicals in them. And it's like, you can even see videos of like animals munching on magic mushrooms and they're tripping and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I think Joe Rogan talks about it. He's like, it's God's, oh no, no, it's Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks says it's God's button to evolve us. Like, um, 
Well, that's the Stonegate theory by Terence McKenna, isn't it? Oh, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that could well be true. That could have. But I mean, like, um, I don't know because if that was true, I think it would be more prevalent in the scripture. I mean, I don't know of any religion, or anything think... that I've explored that actually talks as ever talked directly or made it clear that it's to do with consuming something like that. But I think precisely the point with or the problem with religions as they stand at the moment is that they have they have no interest in allowing you to have an actual spiritual experience yourself. They are the intermediary between you and God. You must come by them, pay pay them money, mm-hmm. <laughs> respect them, bow, you know, do whatever. You they are your contacts with God. You cannot be taking plants. That's in fact like really scorn uh, they they uh, scorn this it's um so okay really so, you so think, i like, okay. i think that as uh, religions have grown and become more powerful uh they have then become power hungry and oh sure yeah i think I mean, that yeah, okay. I, I mean that's kind of obvious isn't it i guess but um Control over time system. i think yeah, okay. that yeah. uh, the direct contact with god has become a forbidden fruit a uh, a sin um to be uh, to put to one side and that you must revere God via the guy in the cloak with the gold bling on and uh, standing in the really fancy yeah. building with the church and the stained glass windows. And oh, look at us. We're the holy ones. Um, I mean, this is an outsider's view of religion, I guess. I've said before I wasn't grown. I wasn't brought up religious. Um, I've looked at it from a distance and kind of gone. Ah, don't okay, so, this. You think, so, so, so you're OK. That's interesting. So you're, you're basically saying that. Human beings have had profound experiences and we've probably always had them. Sure, I can accept that. You know, I mean, I think there's, there was some sort of like Cambridge study about the basic human needs of man. And even like when we were sort of like hunter gatherers, there would still be like smoking plants and getting high. Like, well, it's like taking. Well, if, if you look at uh, cave art, and now Graham Hancock in one of uh, his mm. books that I've read, uh, he goes, he, uh, sets out to prove this and uh, there's a scientist that he cited books i do it's for losers man (laughs) is that like that like so last decade or something no i'm obsessed with audiobooks because i can yeah yeah, i must join this trend but i actually like reading yeah no i know because you can't beat reading there's something about it that is next way to get me to sleep it ties my eyes to the point where then i can sleep yeah, that's cool. Anyway, so Karen, I was like, yeah, you're talking about Graham Hancock. Um, yes. Uh, what was I saying? So Graham Hancock, uh, he sets out to prove that um, the uh, cave paintings from Neolithic and maybe even before then. I know what you're going to say. It was like some sort of like um, magic to create the experience. Well, it was. Uh, he believes that their picture, um, their drawing and painting, entroptic phenomena. I believe is what it's called, which is basically okay. when you t- have a like mild dose of mushrooms or something, you see yeah. patterns and geometric shapes and yeah. color splashes and such like that. And uh, that yeah. their artwork is heavily depicting this. Okay. Um, and that there, there's various other, I mean, there's some really quite bizarre um, cave paintings out there as well, where um, these therianthropes uh, occur, which is um, the cross between an animal and a man. Um, Absolutely, yeah, like a, a chimera, stuff like that. Like. Yes, yeah, and well, then you get into old Greek mythology and stuff. You've got the Minotaur yeah. and all yeah. the uh, Egyptian gods, of course. They're all yeah. sporting some crazy bird heads and stuff on a nice, normal human physique. 
It's funny, uh, so just to interrupt you, I saw this meme the other day about, like, because the Sphinx used to be, like, a, an Egyptian god, and now it's like the Sphinx is talking to a cat, and it's like, how are we doing now on God? And they were like, the cat was like, yeah, it was perfect, they're cleaning my shit out, they're feeding me every day. <laughs> like, yeah, we're doing really well. Like, Yeah, we've got it nailed, man. <laughs> I, I love cats. But anyway, the thing is, like, with what you're saying, how does that relate to God, though? Like, because I still, I'm not seeing, like, if it was, like, so I think you're saying this might have been the trigger to start these experiences, but um, where, where has it been recorded in any sort of scripture or in any kind of where, like I'm, I'm ignorant to any, like anything that talks about these sort of experiences. Like I don't, I, I'm, I, I'm not aware of any link to God. I mean, I think I've just interrupted you, but like, I mean, I've definitely had experiences on um, psychedelics where I've, thought I've been in contact with God. But there's this interesting theory, right? There's, well, this is interesting. Like, so in the, um, I can't remember it was, in the 1960s or the 1970s, I, I don't know. Um, people started drawing aliens in a certain way, like the typical sort of like alien shape, yeah. yeah. And that was then put into the mass consciousness, almost like predictive yeah. programming. And then shortly after that, loads of people started having experiences and they started sort of saying, oh, I've seen that alien. And it's like, you know, you 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 you've we got copy and paste. Well, yeah, because we've got our imagination. We have dreams, yeah. We know we have dreams, yeah. We have dreams. That's our imagination. Then we have the. I think it's the frontal part of our lobe which deals with reality. And like when you're having, um, when you are altering your brain's chemistry from ingesting some sort of a substance, the the two are merging, and that's when you have like psychedelic experiences. And uh, and you can have very profound experiences, which can be life changing and a really really good for you but i mean uh, like are you saying that that might be the origination of our thought our entertaining ideas or you actually think that that's evidence that it may actually be true um well i, th I think they're two separate questions really uh, um yeah. but i, I i'd kind of like to say yes to both but i won't just yet though i just did shit but anyway <laughs> <laughs> um you've ruined the podcast man <laughs> you just destroyed it <laughs> but um oh uh, what was the same so sorry, sorry, sorry just like psychedelic experiences so graham hancock you're talking about like artwork and how you're talking about depictions of um like basically to put it in a, a simpler nutshell as i can i think yeah. psych the psychedelic experience be it from ingesting psychedelic uh, compounds or through near-death experience or yeah other other such points in life where these things might occur yeah um i think these altered states of consciousness could could be the origination point of what? our ideas of god and okay, beyond I, I, yeah and I, a supernatural I, okay, world cool. i can totally accept that um but what, what's the next step then what are you deriving from that the next step what? is to take more psychedelic drugs and understand it better. <laughs> no, that's uh, silly, but... No, 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 that's correct. not silly, but no, what I'm asking you is, like, do you then... Uh, so I think this is where there might be a difference in our opinions. Like, are you actually saying that, that is some indication of the supernatural? Or, see, for me, like, even though, I mean, I, I think I've... I mean, I've done quite a lot. I've had quite a lot of psychedelic experiences, which we can talk about in, a, in, in another podcast. But I, uh, with my, like, intellectual honesty, like, 
I still don't. I don't think that that in, implies the supernatural. I just think like my brain's doing some crazy shit. I'm having a mad experience. But I can accept what you're saying that it might be like the the, the starting point to why people might think. Because I used to think it. I remember doing ketamine and I thought I was like I'd met source. Source being, and this is a definition of God, which is like. Deism, essentially, like a, a fundamental energy that is a creating force, which is where everything comes from. Um, I see, yeah. Maybe that's in dark matter, but I don't see, I don't get what point you're trying to make other than, okay, uh, cavemen started eating mushrooms and uh, they thought that, like, because, I mean, there's loads of bullshit. Like, look at Greek mythology. There's so many people, like, I'll, talk, I'll give the example of thunder. It doesn't matter whether it's psychedelic or not. An experience, someone has experienced something, they don't understand it, and the conclusion they're coming to is, in inverted commas, God. But we know yes. it's bullshit. We know it's bullshit. So I'm trying to understand sort of like what you're trying to tell me. From <laughs> I'm just trying to say that I think this might be where it originates from, the, the okay. idea of, of, um, of God alone and the, the questions that then lead to that word being created in, this, in the first place. Um, I, I just, it makes sense to me that that happens. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it does to me, yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, I, I, well, I don't think there's any doubt that it happened. At some stage, the concept entered human minds. Yes. And, and I think it might maybe come from psychedelic experiences. I mean, I don't know. That could be well be true. It might have just been an evolutionary advantage. It might be a pack of humans started being a bit more say let's say spiritual and because of that they they developed a better community they they were they had more faith so they took risks in situations they bonded better and then they reproduced more like yeah i mean i don't i don't i don't doubt that um but i guess like what do you do, do you like with regards to the sort of like actual objective truth of it is what i'm asking you like um We'll never know. I, I can't, again, it's, I, I kind of decline to answer that in a sense. I mean, I've got my own personal kind of uh, leanings of uh, where I where I like to lean, but I have no bloody idea, do I? I'm all, I'm all is. <laughs> I'm all is. Um, I personally think that, so I recently heard psychedelics um described in a way that i thought was really quite nice um oh. so when they first yeah indeed oh, bless. <laughs> when they <laughs> but when lsd was first synthesized and discovered back in the 50s is it far from a fungus isn't it or something is it like... uh well ergot um the the mold uh produces a very very simple well it's basically produces lsd and that's Who's what the guy, actually... is it ca ca some guy First, visualize the DNA, the, the the DNA molecule on on LSD or something. Is it? Yeah, Francis Crick. That's it. Yeah, because my mate um, in Cambridge used to live in the same street as him. Matt, I okay. don't know if you've met Matt. Yeah, he lived in actually the same street apparently where Francis Crick used to live. I don't know if it's true. Is that true then? So he was on LSD and that's when he first visualized the DNA helix or something. Yes, the double right. helix. Um, right. That's indeed he confessed that because he was. Um, really not into drugs at all uh that that lsd trip was a bit of a one-off for him but he then confessed later on in life that yes indeed that actually enabled me to symbolize if you like the double the, the double helix of the dna strand okay. um which yeah quite a breakthrough really but what this uh nice little quote was that i was saying about psychedelics um someone said 
back in the 40s, 50s, when they created um, the LSD molecule, that this could be as beneficial for studying the human mind as the microscope was for biology. So it's you're able to look at the human mind through a completely different lens. And I've heard, I think, I've heard Dan, yeah, Daniel Pinchbeck talks about that. He talks about the third eye, about it's how what the, the psychedelics are a tool to sort of like optimize your brain to understand things deeper. Indeed, yeah. And to to look at life through another lens, to look oh. at reality through another lens, um, it's like almost you're retuning the signal a little bit. Uh, you you can wrap all kinds of metaphors yeah, and analogies around pissed. it. Yeah, but I could say but, that getting, I could say that about getting pissed. I could say I'm going to go out and get fucking smashed on whiskey, and I'm going to retune my brain to see things in a different way. Yeah, but, but what do you actually take back from that? There, there's not there's well, not can, there's oh, not there's not the deep messages that seem to come from where like some deep recesses of your imagination maybe, or is it coming from an external source maybe? Okay, or, so. so Okay, so some chemicals subjectively to you have more of a profound experience, yeah, on reality, yeah? and I agree with that. I mean, even from meditation, well, I, I mean, I've had some deep, profound experiences from meditation where I've had massive insight into things which I don't think I would have worked out without meditating. Yeah. But what's this got to do with the supernatural or God? What I was kind of getting to is that the lens that you you don when uh, in such an altered state of consciousness might yeah. indeed enable you to see a part of reality that's always there. Yeah. Um, but is our normal eyes, our normal state of consciousness, our um, tools, if you like, our um, senses are not tuned into. So I'm basically saying that it's unveiling uh, another layer to reality, which I think is where, in my eyes, yeah. um, the supernatural sits. So maybe okay. It's, okay. The supernatural is a kind of, uh, it, a bit of a silly term. Um, it's, 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 it's ignorance, basically. It's, it's, it's just another layer of yeah. reality, basically. Another okay. layer of reality. So, so let me just, uh, I'm going to do like a steel man, which is where I'm just going to sort of like try and interpret what you so you're basically saying steel that, man did you say yeah so like there's so i don't know if you've heard is about this like the avengers or something <laughs> no because there's like logical fallacies so when you do a straw man you're basically um misrepresenting someone's opinion to use it against them but when you do a steel man i'm telling back to you i'm trying to confirm i understand what you're saying i see yeah so i'm basically saying to you that um what i'm sort of understanding by what you're saying is is that actually there is more to reality than we're aware of that you may suspect is supernatural and like by taking these substances which are fairly new to mankind i mean um, we've probably been taking them for a long time but we haven't actually i mean the scientific research is fairly new but yeah. by taking these substances it's a sort of like way of ours opening up part of our minds or being or, or maybe sort of extra senses to discover more, which may be an, a sphere of knowledge where God or the supernatural lies. Yes, I think that's that's about right. That's how I kind of view it. So if you like, um, uh, psychedelic substances are in themselves psych, uh, scientific tools. Okay, yeah. Well, okay. Um, okay. And that may be supernatural, 
is uh, a little bit of a kind of uh, incorrect phrase or again maybe that term again has just too too many connotations well, that's, why I, use, to that's it. why I just use ignorance and I don't mean that in yeah, a, in a yeah. negative way. I mean we just we just don't know and yes. like now yeah. we're starting to like alter our brain states in ways that society is like no you can't do that it's bad but actually it might be good for us and then we're but see to me I don't really I, I think yeah maybe compassion maybe like it can make it can make you realize the importance of oh why were you worrying about that or maybe actually you need to be more loving or maybe materialism is, is not not relevant but like psychedelic experiences like to me like they always talk- go inward too right you always look at yourself under a new lens too. Yeah, but like it's either you're tripping your balls off seeing stuff because essentially you've poisoned yourself um, and that could be good or bad. Or you can do it on lower levels. I think and... poison's a wrong word. A lot of what? these psychedelics are not actually toxic at all. Okay, so, okay, so, okay. Po- okay, poison was probably the wrong word. You've taken a chemical that has affected your mind, yeah? So yeah. you can take caffeine. I mean, is caffeine... Like you can take caffeine or you can take, I think, are they called entropics or something that make you, like, you can take a variety yeah. of chemicals that can affect your brain structure, um, that can have good effects, bad effects. Um, uh, I, I'm just struggling to, I, I, I'm totally with you about, uh, uh, like, I, I'm cool with psychedelics. I think drug, drugs should be legal. Um, I think, obviously, responsibly. I'm not encouraging it. Like, uh, if you if you're in a bad place, don't take it. I think taken sensibly, they can be useful. Uh, most of the best music that's ever made, and a lot like is from people that have been. But the sort of um, the, 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 the 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 link that you're you're still, I think you've got a sort of open mindedness to a, a level of reality that is supernatural, which I'm struggling to understand because while I completely share your opinions on the power of psychedelics and the benefits you can have from them, I still think it all just is within the mind and it's all just natural. It's all just good stuff done correctly and it's beneficial, but there's nothing woo-woo going on there. I think that's fair enough. I mean, so long as the experience is still had and the value is still taken from it, then it doesn't really matter, I suppose, what language we wrap around it. I mean, uh, it was interesting, a point that you skirted over just a moment ago in that you said um, a lot of great music essentially gets produced when uh, people are tripping their tits off. <laughs> yeah, or smoking weed, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, uh, it, um, it gives fuel to that creative fire. It uh-huh. opens up, it creates creative... It, yeah. it aids creativity, basically. Yeah. So maybe, as a sort of innately creative person myself, this uh, supernatural side of things um, and way of looking at it is just kind of creative in itself. So you're looking at a tree, uh-huh. and now that your creativity is enhanced, and okay, you're not holding a guitar at the time, but you're looking at a tree. Yeah. We always like to see faces in things anyway, as humans. Well, so that's, now our, this, that's our pattern seeking. That's this, our seeing things indeed. that aren't there. Yeah. And so now, given that our creativity is enhanced, we're looking at the tree and it suddenly becomes alive. And, oh, we believe. Yeah. And, oh, man, it's like, yeah. yeah, that tree's like the LSD showed me that the tree is actually tree beard from fucking Lord of the Rings. And like he's talking to me and yeah, we're going to yeah. like go on an escapade. And it's actually 
just a fucking tree and your yeah. creative mind's just like uh, on one. Yeah, okay. I don't know where that little rant went, but... Yeah, um... but, so, but, but basically, without being rude, so what? <laughs> so what? Like, what, like, how is that? How is that? I mean, we are... I mean, what's that got to do with God? <laughs> well, we've, we've lost, left that fucker behind a long time ago in this conversation. No, no, but we haven't, though, because it's all relevant, because it's It like, is all I'm, relevant. I'm, I'm, I'm just being silly. But, but, like, no, no, it's cool. No, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's like, um, uh, I, I think, I think... I think you've got a. I think there's something about you that what that you've got. What's I've the, got faith, man. Yeah, no, faith. you've got something magical in you when you want to believe. Cheers, there's more, darling. There, there's something you you want to um, you want to believe in something, which is cool. Um, I guess I'm. I've got a little bit of confirmation bias because I am at heart. I wish I was in the sixties, tripping yeah. my tits off at Woodstock, dancing. Yeah. Yeah, we can make that happen like at the weekend. It's fine. Like, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to ask you, because I mean, obviously, we, the, 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 I'm, try, I'm, just, I'm kind of I'm not trying to control the conversation. I'm trying to stick to what the theme was. We were, and I think we were talking loosely about God and we've got down to psychedelics. And there was, I totally get the connection. I'm trying to look, at, I'm trying to sort of like pick at your brains and okay, try well, to understand why you have. Let me what, put it this what, way. Yeah. Um, I've never necessarily liked the word God. I've never been religious, blah, blah, blah. Um, I've always grown up with an open mind, etc., and been like, hmm, maybe there's, there's something out there that's beyond our understanding. Maybe there is a bit of a divine force to all this because it all seems so amazingly perfect. It's beyond belief that it's, but it's not though, is it? But it's not perfect. Like, sorry, let's make the planet. And I see photosynthesis and, and okay. how it dude, works. Dude, dude, dude. Look, at, look at the universe. Yeah, Look at the observable universe. Forget about the entire universe. Look at the observable universe. Most of the observable universe, like a high percentage of it, is inhabitable to life. Okay, yeah. Most of it is death and destruction. Like Even if you look at Earth itself, most of Earth is inhabitable because of the conditions of Earth. Um, look at things like cancer, look at things like um, tsunamis that kill thousands of people. Like the, you're, 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 you're touching upon the argument from design, how look how perfect it is. Look at the human, the human body's flawed. Like we are not the, the, this. And that's why it's it, so it, beautiful, it, I think. Why, why, I why mean, is it beautiful? Well, because, but what I'm saying is it's not perfect, though. No, but, but there's no such thing as perfect. I mean, that in my view, okay, this is now going on to a little bit of a different thing, but yeah. I think there is such beauty in life because it is finite. It is expiring, and that's what makes it amazing. Um, you can't have all good with nothing bad. It's all a balance, and the world to me seems pretty well balanced. Okay, humans are pushing that balance, and we're kind of tipping it over the edge uh, progressively, more so as time goes on with uh, pollution and so on. That's another whole podcast, I guess, in itself. But um, you're assuming we're going to have another one. <laughs> Am I tiring you out, mate, with uh, this nonsense? No, it's fine. No, carry on. Sorry. Hippified shit. Um, uh, but yeah, so you can't have light without dark. It's all in balance. Um, the world to me seems pretty, pretty incredible. Um, it's, I get it. It's beautiful. I mean, it I've been all on, seems I've been on... too. It all seems too well designed to be entirely coincidental. Like there was a bang, and then that's it, and now we're here. Yeah, but design. Like... Even the word design implies a designer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
You mean you mean Again, the, okay? Okay. What you're well, saying is what you're saying is there are there are instances of beauty in the world. So I mean, I've been on a safari before, and I, st I, st I stood back and I saw it, and I was like filled with awe. Or you've been to a rock concert. People have deeply profound experiences. That is a fact. Yeah, you have amazing experiences, whether it's love, whether it's during sex, whether you're on drugs, whether you're meditating, whether like um, someone does something that's so um, altruistic to you. These experiences do exist, but the point is that to you seems like a signal that there is something su uh, supernatural. Well, what I was going to originally say is that this has always been my way of thinking. I, I'm an eternal optimist. And when I, because I actually got onto this, uh, the psychedelics and stuff and these experiences reasonably late in life. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Are you still a virgin? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's Busted. Cool. It's all right, um, it doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> you're, you're waiting until marriage, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, dude. Not religious. Come on. Okay. Um, but um, you've thrown me off now, bro. <laughs> so we were talking about, so basically, you would describe, yeah, so, okay, so you described the fact that there is beauty in the world. And I was like, yes. And then I was actually saying, but there is also a lot of fucking misery. So, like, I don't see, I'm trying to understand how that argument relates to anything. When you say misery, that kind of just immediately makes me think of uh, humans. Um, no, but you're saying there's beautiful stuff. You're saying, oh, look, there's beautiful, there's beautiful, like beautiful flowers or there's beautiful music. But then there's also. It's how uh, it all works. So the, the way the moon affects the, the tide and. Yeah, that's physics, mate. That's physics. Yeah, yeah. And physics is beautiful. That's okay. it. And mathematics okay. is beautiful. Okay. It is and beautiful. Okay. How Fibonacci sequences just cropping up all is, over it, the place. Is, is paedophilia beautiful? No. Okay. So, like, I don't understand. I, I'm struggling to understand your point. I'm being a bit argumentative. Sorry. The natural but, world but, is oh. just astonishingly incredible, and it's. Yeah. We, we continue to learn from it all the time. Yeah, and, it, and I mean, it's evolution. It's, a, it's evolved. So there's, there, was, there was the Big Bang, which we know happened. There was yeah. molecules through gravity, stuff like collided together. And then like, like there was loads of planets. And then it was like lava for ages. And then there were these like protein molecules that met each other. And then a biogenesis happened. And then we evolved. And yeah, we're human beings. And like we, we, we're learning stuff and we're developing. Okay, cool. I get that. And we're having profound experiences. We can take drugs. Crazy shit can happen. But so what? Well, let's end this podcast there then. Exactly. No, you're right. You're right. And I guess so am I. Um, yeah. No, I want to know. I want to know because I'm actually curious because I want you to change my mind because this is this is why I'm open minded. It's like if I am if if I'm being like like harsh about it, but like I I really want you to I want you to explore. I want you to tell me like what, what you're. I want you to like in your own time explain to me in your mind because I think the key that came the key point that you said was optimism, right? Yeah. And I think that's I think optimism is synonymous with wishful thinking. So there's like there's like um, there's and, and I, please don't say that insultingly, but there's like wishful thinking or there's like and it's quite depressing, actually. There's being like realist, being real. Um, I mean, there's a lot of scientists like you talk to like, Neil, like if you watch like Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's like, he's like, no, the universe is amazing. I look up at the stars at night. He's not like he's very like 
completely rational and scientific, but he still thinks it's amazing. He thinks fact is more fascinating than fiction. Yeah. But I'm still I'm I'm still going to nail you down on what point you're trying to make. Sorry, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to let this go. <laughs> to me, it just it seems uh, beyond too good to be true, right? It, yeah, too good to be true. I guess. Well, and what's your beyond point of plausibility though? that it's uh, just completely coincidental? It but feels like what? there's there's compared a force that's that's enabling it to kind of come to fruition. Okay, this has been billions of years we're talking about. That's a long ass time for oh. things to materialize. But yeah, but it's, a, it's just a hunch. Say. It's a hunch, and okay. yeah. But do you so. accept? Do you accept the theory of evolution? Yeah. Okay, so you accept. Do you accept, uh, although the Big Bang Theory is originally a derogatory term, do you accept that um, at one point everything in the universe was compressed into an infinitesimally small bit of matter and we expanded from that? Do you accept all of that? Yeah. And then before, before I that. I don't quite get how people can prove that. Um, I think that's, that's also theories. Um, well, hold on a I, I like. I do always like to say. I mean, whenever I, my <laughs> this is one of my dad's classics. Um, he, when I used to go to religious studies and they'd be talking about God, he just said, "Hey Seb, ask the guy who created God." <laughs> and okay, that's that's funny. But also, that's a good point. What what happened before the Big Bang? Well, we don't know. Indeed. And the thing is, the, the question of before can actually be a malformed question because if time started. If time and space was started at the Big Bang, saying before implies there was time before that. But again, this is just ignorance. This is what I'm saying. It's like this just means we don't understand something. Exactly. And this is why I'm saying I want to understand why you're then going to, oh, there's something magical. Because I don't think the universe is pure, entirely made up of physical things. <laughs> yeah, it's a dark matter, maybe. Yeah. So what, what, what do you think? There? So, what, what, so just, just, just like, feel free to like, just, just speculate. I'm not going to hold you to it. I'm not going to like, so what, so, so you're saying, okay, it's amazing that we're here and statistically we're lucky to be alive. Um, you could say we're cursed. Um, and there's a lot of amazing stuff that happens and the universe does exist, but it seems like your, 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 your argument is emotionally based. It seems like it's like to you, like, I don't know, I don't know. I guess it is emotionally based, oh. in truth. Um, but Which, we are emotional creatures, I think. No, but to me, while I respect that, but to me, from a, an objective point of view, that doesn't, uh, to me... Um, Old and eat water. I guess so, yeah. And I don't... I don't I, Say that is offensively because, like, this is why I don't. I mean, I used, I don't want. This is why I don't. I feel bad for like having conversations with religious people because I feel like I'm just going to depress them. <laughs> I feel like everything I'm saying is just like ruining people. Like it's like I'm ruining your hope. Like I'm ruining. You're I'm not ruining, though. <laughs> I, I'm good. I'm not. I don't want to because like I'm I'm as fascinated with this as possible, and I actually think that if there is any of this sort of stuff going on, we have we can't even even conceptualize it. We no. can't even like. We, we, we don't, so like, and the only way we can, I, I don't know, it, it's, it's interesting. And it's almost like, I'm like, just forget about it. Just get on with your life. Yeah, I mean, like, I suppose the, the little bits of proof that, that I find intriguing as well are things like near-death experiences, um, how there seems to be consistency between them. Um, 
and people see Would things. Like... Say again, sorry. What Would do I mean? Near death ex- yeah. Right, so, uh, like, expand on that. So, when people see the light and they have this incredible feeling of peace, and they're traveling somewhere and they're getting pulled towards it, it's very peaceful. It feels like they're returning home. Uh, okay, a lot of people yeah. have called this before there's people draw a lot of comparisons between the near-death experience and the dmt experience um well people which, do actually say your brain apparently floods when near death you are your brain floods it it releases a lot of dmt as like a coping yeah. mechanism i don't know if that's bullshit or not but i have actually read that somewhere about but is that a coping me- mechanism or is it maybe a gateway to the the next realm if you like to uh, well, dmt is interesting isn't it because apparently again i don't know how factual this is but apparently the actual compound is very present in a lot of plant matter it's um, all over when, when, when the world dream- is drenched in dmt yeah. apparently when we're dreaming when we yeah when we're dreaming it's a dmt release um yeah um but i mean this near-death experience let's let's not forget the fact that it's near death mm-hmm. it's not it's not actually death Again, it no, is but people flatline, so the heart is stopping, and they're having to be yeah. revived, and so on. And as well, when people have out of body experiences in this, so they did a, an experiment, I believe it was in Holland, and they okay. put uh, these pictures on high shelves. Uh, numbers, the, numbers. Yeah. Yeah, digital yeah. numbers. Yeah. Yeah, and so some people recorded uh, that they saw these. Oh, did they? I thought I thought the opposite. I thought there was there was one as well where it was yeah. It was particularly elusive, and so the people that are having these uh, bizarre outer body experiences were in the rooms where there were no fucking numbers. It's like, oh, brilliant. That would be the case, wouldn't it? (laughs) Well, the way I see it is just like, okay, so people having these experiences, cool. Like, I would love it to be true. But from my knowledge, which I'm, I'm probably quite ignorant, every time science has investigated it, it's come to the statistical conclusion that it's not actually the truth. Because um, my understanding of that was people saying they were on their deathbed, they had like near-death experiences, and they were recording, floating in the room and looking down on themselves, which incidentally is an experience I've had, which we'll talk about after this. And then they started putting digital readings on the top of like wardrobes and stuff to mm. say like, can you tell us when you come back what you've seen? It's the same thing with like when people say they've been abducted by aliens. Can you bring something back from the spaceship? And there's nothing that comes back. I am um, when I was about seventeen. I met this guy, I was friends with this guy who I haven't spoke to in ages, and it was about astral projection, and um, I was fascinated by it. And I was like, oh yeah, astral projection is cool, so I started reading up about it, and um, I remember doing it, and I was like laying in my bed, and it's, I think it's kind of like a meditation, and I was like visualizing, I was laying on my bed, and I was visualizing like these ropes, like supporting my body, and these birds like carrying them up and lifting me out of my body. And I can actually remember like, an experience of looking down at myself from the sort of like corner of the room and looking down. Um, so, I mean, I'm totally down and I think that these people are sincere with their experiences, but like, I, I, I just think the brain, we just don't understand the brain. We don't understand it. Like there's, there's, there's we've got parts of our brain. We've got our imagination. We've got our, sort of like uh trauma we've got our like uh, creative the, tendencies yeah i i, I, I mean, i'm just i'm just struggling to say what what all the evidence points to actually crazy shit is happening in the brain yeah but i think it seems like um you can't like maybe i don't know like um i don't see how you can peg that to the supernatural 
I mean, and I don't, maybe 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 I'm in the wrong because maybe it's maybe I'm just so rigid in my beliefs that like even if like. I don't know what I mean. The question I would ask myself is: What evidence would could be presented to me to believe in God or the supernatural? And I don't know if it could be because I would always be skeptical to it. I'd always be like, "You'd need to live it yourself. You'd need to experience it yourself." Now, it was interesting what you're saying about your um, your out of body experience and that you were looking down at the room. Uh, I know Graham Hancock first got onto the whole uh, psychedelic thing and and the intrigue in that that way of thinking when he was electrocuted as a child and oh really was it yeah or, or accidentally or yeah yeah so he was 14 or something like that i think right, he just okay. act, like stuck his finger in a plug or whatever and he he got really badly electrocuted and okay. he had an outer body experience and he floated in the corner of the room same use of words as you described okay. looked looking down at his body and it's my immediate thought with that is well that's really interesting because you're really you're not looking at yourself with your eyes there are you no, but, it, but there's no honest, organ there's, that's no, no, being but, used. No, but he knows. So he knows that he knows the geometry of the room. He knows what the room looks like. He knows what his bed looks like. It's not hard to. Uh, we have dreams, yeah. You have a dream. You must have dreams, yeah. You don't wake up in the morning. I'm assuming. I think it's supernatural. You think, oh, I was dreaming. So yeah, but but, but dreams, they they've got so much. They're so gappy. One minute you're fucking sliding down a tunnel and then you're just sort of chilling out in your bedroom or something. It's, And it all seems like it's gone yeah. smoothly, but then you paste it together when you're, in, when, you're, when you're awake and it makes no sense at all. It's bullshit. Yeah. But this, um, I, I mean, I don't know how vivid your memory is of this experience when you were looking down upon yourself, but oh. from what I've heard of people who have had these out-of-body experiences, it... I mean, they're they're sincere and they're honest, and oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, it sounds exceptionally vivid and impactful, and yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I, indeed, I can imagine a pink elephant if I close my eyes, and now I can imagine a yellow one and stuff. But yeah. it's it's a vague image, isn't it? Okay, so what would you say if you met someone? You said they went to a mosque, they were praying to Allah, and Allah revealed themselves to them. And they had a really profound experience and Allah was talking to them, gave them a message and they told you about that. What would you think to that? I'd ask questions. I'd just have to ask a lot of questions. Um, I would, mean, you, would you think... Not sure I understand the... Do, what, what, do, you, do you... Every time someone has an experience that maybe we can't explain, do you automatically think that that implies something mystical? Or do you think that it can? Do you think that actually human beings can have crazy experiences? I mean, so I, 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 mean, I think, think before I, I, think, I went. Sorry, Karen. I think humans are pretty mystical anyway. I think the imagination is pretty mystical. Um, it's it's again, it's that word supernatural, which I think you're just uncomfortable with, and I I probably am too. I like I say, it's I think in my view, I'm I'm more um, comfortable with the idea of different layers of reality. Um, it's all part of the same picture. So what just, layers are there then? Well, we, we've yet to sort of discover them all, right? I no, mean, Give I me think, an example. So the, so the first layer that's obvious is what? The natural phys- world? Yeah, time and space, I think. Okay, okay, time and space. Okay, so layer two, what would you say? Lay, layer two is what the unknown. Maybe that's the dream state or something. I mean, I, I'm just guessing here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know how to name them, but, no, yeah, but so, like, so like maybe two. level two is, is dreams and the imagination or something. 
No, but we we can we can we can plug like we can plug human mind into like I think it's MRI scanners or we can see what's happening in the mind, and we know that we can see what's happening in the mind when people are uh, being manipulated, people are on drugs, and when people have actually traumas, when people have brain damage and they yeah. lose parts of their consciousness, parts of their physical reality changes. Yeah. Um, it's like damaging the antenna on a TV, right? Well, I don't know. Yeah, this is interesting because it's almost okay. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's something because uh, yeah. So okay, that's interesting. That's something I can. Um, y- you think that our break? This is talks about the third eye. You think that there is something that uh, we're all um, well, like a TV's picking up a signal. There's like some sort of wave out there that's God, and we're tuned into it, and. Um, so do you think maybe like, do you think, so maybe if we had this conversation in 20 years, yeah? Yeah. And they were like saying, okay, yeah, people are, they, they explain it on a scientific level, okay? So we then would understand astral projection. We would understand what's actually happening with all these experiences. Would you, and it's like scientifically explained in a naturalistic way, yeah? How would you feel then? I'd, I'd, I'd love that. I mean, I love it actually when science and spirituality do meet. And I think that's why I'm so interested in psychedelics because yeah. um, there's something that often uh, seems innately kind of spiritual or woo-woo or supernatural or just transcendent um, and bizarre in the, the psychedelic realm. And now that psychedelics are kind of being experimented more freely and uh, for medicinal use and so on um, mm. john hopkins uh, maps and i think it's uh, king in king's college or imperial college or whatever in london uh-huh. they're doing these tests too and it's um but yeah that's where science and spirituality meet and i think it's a fascinating union to make because uh, science has often seemed opposed to the idea of spirituality like uh, it's not though it's not the though. god delusion was one of those beautifully titled books that was a bit like oh really <laughs> yeah but it's not though science science isn't though this is the thing science isn't there's no bias with science science wants to understand science is all open to the ideas but every indeed, time it true into true it, science indeed i think um maybe some scientists or at least maybe people that don't quite understand science uh they seem to think that science has got all the answers when in fact science is the process of answering Things. No, if science had all the answers, science would stop. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, like, so, like that's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the process of understanding and learning. It's a, it's a process. It's not saying that it's figured shit out yet. <laughs> yeah, and um, like, uh, like okay, but I think I, I I want to kind of. It's very. Difficult I think I think I think I think, through, I think are it? you so you you like when you say you're optimistic. Yeah. I think I think I think you want to believe, right? Is that fair to say? I think you would like it to be true. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's it's just, mate. It's just me, I guess. Like um, I've I've always had I've just always had that wonder, and fascination. Yeah, yeah, and I guess you have as well. But you've got this more pragmatic kind of mind that uh, that likes to see evidence. But how can you show someone evidence when it's an internal experience? Like because you, you, you could test it. You could what test it with what? Okay, so for instance, talk about prayer. Like people, there's a lot of Christians pray, say prayer would work, and there well, are. Well, you can test the the effects of praying on the body, but you can't see into their mind and 
And no, no, but I mean, like, 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 so, like, no, I'm saying, like, that's a mystical experience. People say prayer works, yeah, I pray to God, something happens, yeah, and they do scientific experiences with a normal, and they have loads of people praying, and actually, I think the statistics show that actually it was more skewed to the people that didn't pray. Right. So this is this is this is what I'm saying, like, every time the scientists, and I know everyone hates them, have like been curious and investigated these phenomena, which we all want to be true. It's all come out as it's bullshit. But but, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean I doesn't mean that like people aren't having these deep, profound experiences and they that's can't precisely benefit. what I mean. It's it's an internal experience. It's yeah. it's your consciousness that's having the experience and another external person from your body cannot quantize that. They cannot necessarily take measurements or readings about your blood pressure or your I don't know your fucking heart rate and yeah. whatever. It it doesn't necessarily boil down to such simple factors. It's it's an internal feeling, an internal sense of knowing. Um, so I, what I'm saying, I suppose, is that the scientific method at this point is maybe a little bit uh, flawed in trying to understand it because it's looking in the wrong places. So how would it look in? How would it look in the right places? I don't quite know. I think psychedelics is a really good place to start. Um, but then that's going to be people giving some kind of trip reports, I guess, in, uh, currently. Um, maybe. I mean, uh, here's an idea. Um, what's he called? Elon Musk is trying out this thing called Neuralink now. Okay, so I've, not, where, I've not heard of that. Um, it's some, well, it sounds a bit matrixy, mate, but he's um, basically it's something that plugs into your brain where people can somehow tele- telepathically understand one another by combine uh, they've got a chip this other dude's got a chip and i'm not talking like a potato cut up here <laughs> you've yeah, got a chip well, on your head well, on your <laughs> shoulder mate yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh yeah so maybe that would be an interesting uh test or maybe in time i mean uh, you've seen i'm not sure what company it was but they uh they plugged something into your mind or yeah. into the brain and they were able to uh, get a, a computer to manufacture what image you were looking at yes um based on your brave brain patterns yeah so maybe in time when that technology is a bit more advanced then we'll be able to bring back at least some imagery or something well there was like these tests i can't remember exactly but uh, sam harris was talking about investigating free will about saying how we have free will and they were doing some sort of test where they were like showing something and they, they were measuring the human brain and they were able to predict the response that that human being was going to have before they had it and that yeah. person wasn't able to have it um yeah no it's interesting i think the sort of like i think we're coming to a conclusion here where there's like there's a lot of fascinating stuff we don't know about the universe yeah and i th- and i think we're both eager to know it and i think there's a lot about altering your brain chemistry brain sit, chemistry sit forward a moment I think there's um, a lot, there's, there's a, the universe is a fascinating place and there's a lot about it that we don't know. Um, and there's certainly ways we can alter our brains through certain practices, certain ingestions of chemicals. Um, but I think the difference between you and me is, which is cool, which is like maybe the conclusion is you're sort of hoping that there's something uh, a bit more magical about it and I'm like 
Well, I'm just I worm get, food, bitch. I get that, but I'm more like, I don't know, maybe like, a, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just a miserable bastard. I don't know. Like, I, I, I just. You want to see evidence. I think that's, that's, uh, you want to see some kind of quantizable evidence, which oh. is fair enough. Um, that's the pragmatic approach. I'm just the hippie artist guy that's like, yeah, man. <laughs> no, but it's funny because I lost my dogs, right? I lost my dogs for about six hours the other day. And it was, um, it wasn't a pleasant experience. And I, I can remember during that experience, I actually prayed to God. I actually, a moment of desperation, I was like, um, I can't remember what I was like, please, God, please, please, please. Like, I'm begging you, if you show me, if, if, if you can, if, I think I was like, I, will, I think I even said I will devote my life to you if you can save me. And then, like, randomly something happened and some woman found it. And I was still like, and then I just disregarded it. Um, I don't, See, I, I'm I just, not I, so woo-woo that I think that's a sign or something. I yeah. think that's probably just coincidence. But, I mean, okay. it's interesting that you do draw on the idea when you want to. <laughs> and otherwise, yeah, no, just like, it's like, I'm like, more can, comfortable so, so we being... Can agree, we can agree that conventional God is bullshit, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it but depends what's... on what's the conventional view of God. Okay, but I, I, think, I think I'm trying to, like, so, like... You're basically. I think. Are, are you saying that there's? It's not a dude in the sky. I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you. you so you're. You think that. Um, I think we agree, though. I think. I think we're agreeing that there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. Yes. Yeah. I think we're and, both humble there. And and aware. Um, but you. I think I have a higher degree of. I'm maybe a bit more skeptical. I think you're yeah, a bit perhaps. more you're a bit more entertaining to fiction, or maybe you kind of like like to indulge yourself, which I used to do quite a lot. And if I'm wrong, then correct me. But I think you enjoy the idea of the unknown creativity of something magical existing, but you're still grounded in science. You're still very grounded in it, but you kind of you like dabbling with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really would love there to be something proved or bits and bobs proved over time. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's it's um, like a like fantasy on my part or what what did you say? You equated it to fiction, I think. Um, I don't see it like that, I guess. It's it's an okay. act, it's a it's a faith. It's a thing of faith. Faith. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Faith. But so it's what, do you mean I, by, what do you mean by faith? I have faith that there is that I'm gonna, you know, again wrap kind of woo-woo words on it. No, but it's there, fine. That, it's fine. That there is there is mystical uh elements to the universe that we yet don't understand scientifically. Okay. Um but by mystical, that's ignorance. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah, okay. So they're only they're only called mystical currently because they're not understood and they're not discovered. Yeah. Um, so if we understood it, would it be mystical? I guess not. No. no. Okay. I guess I'm a romantic at heart. Maybe that's well, uh, a good word. Okay. <laughs> cool. Should we wrap it up there then? I think. I think. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a nice note to end on. Romance. <laughs> <laughs>